One of the hottest topics coming into 2022 when it comes to digital marketing and e-commerce sales is influencer marketing. Everybody loves the idea of it. Most of us don't know what the heck that actually even means. Today in our podcast, we have a guest who is officially an influencer. She's going to talk about how she became one, some of the biggest mistakes we make, some of the biggest misconceptions, how to reach out to influencers effectively, and maybe if we have time, some of the things we need to be paying attention to in 2022 in the influencer world. It's going to be a great episode. Listen to the end, and here we go. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan, and at every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the AM PM podcast. I'm your host, Tim Jordan, and today we have the lovely Miss Gracie Ryback. Hi, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm very Did you excited notice I said you. your name correctly that time? Off camera, I've said her name so wrong good. like six times. It, no, no it's so good. You, you messed it up before, but you did it so well as soon as it started. So yay. <laughs> we'll see if I can screw it up again in the episode. <laughs> so um, most of you listeners know that there's usually some rhyme or reason to the guests that we have on. And I met Gracie in Austin, I don't know, a few months ago in an event. And was very interested in her, not just her topic, but her actual presentation. Now, her topic was about influencer marketing. And we hear a lot of people in this space talking about influencers, but they're usually talking about how to reach out to influencers. Or this is how you utilize influencers in your digital marketing strategy. Gracie didn't have any of that stuff. She actually is an influencer. And she was saying, this is how I do my thing. And this is how I promote brands. And I thought, holy crap, finally someone to tell us from the other end, like the other side of the table, how this whole system works. So we're going to get into some of those things, talking about misconceptions of influencers, um, the things that we sellers are doing, screwing up, essentially, trying to reach out to influencers and some other cool stuff. But first, I want to kind of dive just briefly, all right? We'll do like a shallow dive into Gracie's background and her story, because as I understand it, Gracie, this is not something you ever planned on doing. And if years ago, I would have said that you're making social media videos for a living, you would have thought I was crazy, right? Absolutely. And that's the perfect way to describe it. Um, even just a year ago, like a little bit more than a year ago in October, that's when I even started all of this. Um, before I was doing like like sales, cold calling sales. Um, and I absolutely hated it, to be honest. Uh, but I really, really liked sales. I loved business. It was really exciting to me. And um, I kind of started this as a little passion project, you could say. It was just a little fun thing that I did um, for fun. I, I really liked you know, saving money on Amazon, finding deals and promo codes. I would tell my friends about them and they'd be like, what is this scam, Gracie, that you're sending me? Like, It's probably not real. Like, da, da, da. And they were just like not having it. So I was like, okay, like maybe somebody else out there cares. Um, and maybe I'll get a couple followers for it. Who knows? And now, so- Now, time out. When you say yeah. do this, quote unquote, when I was doing this, at the time it wasn't trying to make a living in his influencer. It wasn't really trying to make no. money. Doing no. this was essentially just sharing Amazon deals on social media for fun, yes. right? Yes, okay. exactly. I never, I had no idea that like the Amazon Associates program even existed. Um, not even like knowing that I could make 
a single penny from doing that. Um, and then it was after the fact that I found out about it. Um, so that's how I learned how to monetize maybe like a month or two into it that somebody. So you're doing social it. media videos for free, just showing people, Hey, here's a deal on Amazon. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so people you just promote random stuff and, and you know, didn't really expect anything else from it, but followers. Exactly. I mean, I was hoping for a thousand if I was lucky. Like that was like the goal. That was the goal. Um, and then once I started putting videos out there, it, some of them gained a little bit of traction. Then like my followers would say like, Hey, can you find a deal on this or that or the other? So I would start doing specific like requests to find specific deals that people were asking for. And those obviously did better because people were wanting them. And a lot of time they were, a lot of times they were good deals, like 50% off, 60% off or more. And, um, they were getting really good deals, saving a lot of money. And then, um, there was one video specifically that kind of popped off. And, uh, that was the first really exciting time for me. It was the first time I went quote unquote viral. Now, what platform was this? TikTok. So, all right. So this is TikTok and TikTok I know is your main platform. We'll talk about mm -hmm. some of the other platforms later. So okay. you were just posting random stuff, trying to get some TikTok followers. Yep. You were taking <laughs> some requests. What was the product that you went viral with? It was a massage gun actually. And I think that one's a, still to this day, a really popular request because they go on Amazon for like over a hundred dollars. And then somehow with a good promo code, you can bring it down to like 20 or 30 bucks. And so I think that was like a really cool product that everyone could have wanted and like bought, um, and saved a good amount of money on. So I know that, you know, when you say it went viral and it kind of popped mm -hmm. off, like what kind of views were you getting on this just organic TikTok video? I think, I think that one I'd have to check back on it, but I think I did like over a hundred thousand and still like, again, that was the first six figure view I ever had. Yeah. That was very exciting to me at the time because I was, completely new to all of this. Now, as you're poking around Amazon, you're looking at products that you're promoting. Uh, as I understand it, you started looking at some of these listings after you promoted it and you started noticing some differences, right? Can you explain yeah. that? Yeah. So, um, right after I posted the video, maybe overnight the next morning, I started getting comments like, Oh, this sold out. It's unavailable. Da, da, da. So then I'd go on the product page. One, I noticed that it was sold out Two, I noticed that this listing that literally had like no reviews. Um, literally it was a, a brand new listing pretty much. And it now had the number one new release or the number one, like, I think it was the number one new release badge on it. And at the time a year ago, I was like, Oh, shrug, like I, whatever that means. Um, I didn't really know what that meant, but I was like, I guess they're selling well shrug. And, um, that's really it. <laughs> that so was my knowledge of it at the time. <laughs> So how did you become aware that you could actually monetize this stuff? Yeah. So I actually, funny story, nobody knows this. I went into a Facebook group for Amazon sellers and I asked the question, I asked a question in this group and this might be a group of somebody I know today. Um, but I was like, Hey, like some brand has approached me about talking about their product on social media. Um, and a lot of times I've done, you know, this many sales and this much time, what's like a reasonable amount to charge them? Cause I really, at the time of it's still to this day, nobody really knows what to charge. There's no industry standard. So I was like, what's reasonable for you sellers? What's reasonable for me? Um, give me some kind of guidance for what you guys know. And so then from that post itself, I got like a handful of sellers that 
wanted to work with me. They were like, oh, can you promote my product? Oh, I want to talk to you about that. Da, 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 da. And so I got a lot of interest from that Facebook post where I was just trying to be like, hey, like, what do you guys think is a reasonable thing to charge? I have no idea. And so that was when I realized like, oh, like people like sellers really want this promotion from me, I guess. I had no idea how valuable it was at the time. So let's fast forward now to today, right? You're working on content for seven different platforms. What are those seven platforms? Yeah. So my biggest one, my uh, heart and joy, uh, whatever they call it, is TikTok. (laughs) It's really what I owe everything to. Without TikTok, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today. Um, But after that, right now, I'm prioritizing Amazon Live a lot more. And we can talk about live streaming, whatever. And then um, there's shoppable videos on Amazon as well. And then for social media, there's Instagram, Facebook group, Twitter, Telegram. So if you add those up, you get like seven things. So it's a lot. And you've quit your corporate job. You're making more money now promoting other people's stuff, which if you guys are watching the YouTube video, you can see all of this, I don't know piles of crap behind her on the shelf. Not necessarily <laughs> crap, but uh, I knew that was going to make a laugh. When we when we got in here to court, she's like, oh, I hate I can't blur out my background on the software because all this yeah, stuff. That's all I stuff usually, you promoted. On Zoom, I can blur out the background and make it look prettier. But now I'm uh, exposed with all <laughs> the sea of products around me. That's that, good. That's uh, good. I need. Yeah. It's not yeah. a bad thing. So... <laughs> As you know, because you've been like talking to the Amazon community, just like you said, you had people approaching you. We as brand owners, product creators, sellers, we need traffic and we need people to promote our stuff. We need we need traffic going to our listings, all those good things. And as you know, the world of influencer marketing has been a hot topic, right? People have talked about uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, people are excited about it. People are dabbling with it. I would like just a real brief lesson on how you make money because, and I know the answer to these, but maybe our listeners don't. But once I understood how influencers are monetizing, at least the Mm -hmm. primary ways, it gave me a better insight onto how I can work with influencers and what's exciting or attractive influencers or not. So talk about like the main ways that an influencer, and let's define an influencer as someone who has an audience that is able to promote a product, right? For all intents and purposes, we're not talking about Kim Kardashian here. We're talking about someone who has an audience that's able to promote a product. What are the ways you monetize? Exactly. So... Okay. So there's a couple things. I would say the biggest one for a lot of influencers out there are affiliate links. Um, There is the direct Amazon affiliate slash associate program. Um, Amazon also just came out with the influencer program as like kind of a branch off that. Um, So a lot of influencers use that, especially if they promote something on Amazon. There's also other affiliate sites and networks that they can use to create affiliate links. Um, So there's that. That's number one. Number two is, I guess, direct brand partnerships. They could work with a brand, figure something out, um, do this for that amount of money, and then they can do like a flat fee slash commission based thing off of that. So number two would be direct brand partnerships. And then uh, three, I guess another thing, well, I guess you could, I guess that's it. Like I think the commissions that I was going to mention or the, the pay per clip kind of falls into the affiliate link category. Well, I know that there's there's a slight difference between affiliates and commissions because the affiliates right. are usually being paid by the marketplace right. where the commissions are being 
paid by the brand owners, right? Mm-hmm. So if I have this right, if you're going to say Amazon Associates seller, an Amazon affiliate seller, you use a link that Amazon gives you, you can track that traffic. Mm-hmm. And if someone goes to the product and buys it, Amazon pays you a percentage. Or commissions would be if I'm the brand owner and saying, hey, please pitch my product and I'll give you a, a commission based on sales, right? Right, right, right. Okay. I know I just made it sound like I'm explaining this better than you, but. No, 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 no. But I think like at the very base, there's like multiple ways you could do both affiliate links or brand partnerships. You can kind of do different variations of both. But if we had to categorize, I think those are the main two. Okay. Yeah. So looking at the influencer world, Mm -hmm. are the majority of influencers making money off of affiliate commissions or commissions? Are they making money off of flat fees? That's interesting because it's something I have learned the hard way is that this industry is so vast and everybody does things differently. There are some influencers that prefer to just post organically whatever they want instead of, you know, certain brand deals and they just kind of uh, rely fully on commission or some influencers out there, they're like the bigger chunk of what they earn is from brand deals. So they prefer more of like a brand partnership. Um, and of course, there's people like me who do a little bit of both. And so I definitely think that um, there's, there's benefits for both. And a lot of people who, I think both is like the right answer here. So if I'm a product owner trying to reach out to an influencer, I need to understand that there are different ways to make money because yes. my pitch might have to change or my offer might have to change or even the things that are getting them excited are going to be different. Right. So. Right. Now I want you to school us and okay. us being this, this world of, of Amazon product sellers, whatever. Okay. What are some of the misconceptions, the most common misconceptions that we have about influencers? Like what are we getting wrong? I think something that the biggest lesson I've learned this year is that there is a huge gap between the understanding of like sellers and brands and companies and like products and the influencers. And there's just a like lot the influencers of like, audience. Influencers, like, I guess influencers as a whole, just like bridging the two together and like connecting the gap, which is something I I think hopefully I'm shining light on. Um, I think a lot of brands and the feedback that I've gotten from them is that influencers are hard to reach, hard to work with. Um, Maybe they don't guarantee, you know, a reasonable amount of ROI to make working with them worth it. And, um, do you think the influencers are hard to get in contact with, or do you think that people don't know how to reach out? Like, is it your fault or is it our fault? (laughs) I can't say it's either person's fault. I think there is, um, all I know is that the influencers really need the brands. That's, that's like for sure. Um, the brands need the influencers just as much. And it's a very mutually beneficial relationship between the two, um, So it's not that influencers are out here ignoring brands on purpose. I don't think that's the case. I think that maybe brands could use a little bit more insight to, you know, what to look for, what to say, what would catch their attention, what would, um, you know, excite them to work together. And of course, if, you know, Sephora reaches out to a beauty influencer, I'm sure they would email them back, you know. Um, But I think there are emails that I still get today that, you know, I, I might give some advice to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to that in a minute. 
So you think the biggest thing that we as sellers need to understand is that we don't actually understand influencers, right? Like even the way that we reach out, our expectations, things like that are all messed right. up. Now you mentioned right. something about um, ROI, right? Mm -hmm. You you said kind of the, the biggest misconceptions are that we're, you're hard to reach, you're hard to work with, and that you can't guarantee an ROI. Right. Can you guarantee an ROI? Because in so, my mind, I, I wouldn't expect you to. Like if I'm going to put money on ads, I don't know if it's right. going to work or not. I'm going to try it. And if it works, right. I'm going to put more. If it doesn't, I'm going to put less. But right. what do you consider positive ROI? And is there a way to actually track that? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways to track it. But I think another thing is in a lot of other marketing like ways and a lot of ways to market your business. How many of those can guarantee a hundred percent that you're going to get this much ROI from your ad spend? You know, it, it's like if, even if you did a TV commercial, you're paying for that air, airtime, but like, who's to say that you're going to get this much return. But I think when brands are reaching out to influencers, they're like, okay, if you can't guarantee this, we don't want to work with you. You're not worth anything. And uh, you're going to be a waste of my time if you can't guarantee this. But then in an influencer's defense, it's like, okay, what marketing channel can guarantee this huge ROI that you're expecting from us? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've personally seen people make in trying to reach out to you? Because once you started getting a following, once you're creating other people's products, and I understand there's a difference between like the Amazon live stuff, people reach out to you differently mm -hmm. than like your own, own social media, like, like TikTok. So for your mm -hmm. own social media, what are some of the most boneheaded things that people have done in reaching out and trying to get you to work with them? Um, I want specific examples, call out brands. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But I, I, I want to hear some good stuff here. You're putting me on the spot, Tim. Okay, so I know I didn't prep you for this question. But I know it makes it <laughs> we didn't talk about this in the pre-interview. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I think, and again, I cannot speak for every influencer. It's hard for me to be like, okay, so let's talk all influencers. Yeah, all I understand. Brands. These aren't generalized. Yeah, yeah. So right? it's hard for me to be like, okay, all influencers think this. I can't say that. So all right, let's just talk my about personal you. Experience. Yep. Um, I think some of the emails that I get now. And I think, again, if I, if you were talking to me a year ago, things would absolutely be different. If I was starting out, if I had a smaller following, if I was new to this space, a lot of the um, requests that I get would be exciting for me. I think like increased commission or just commission only, or even gifted product. I think that would be like, oh yeah, like I'm creating the content. I need it for my content anyway. I'd love to do it. And in exchange for, um, you know, my thoughts and my opinions on it and just posting it to my social media, which I'm doing on a daily basis anyway. Yeah, that's reasonable to me. But then it comes into the know your audience part. And it's like, would I reach out to, and I'm not calling myself Kylie Jenner by any means. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm saying, for example, if you were to reach out to Kylie Jenner and like, send her an email and be like, Hey Kylie, um, I'd love for you to promote my product. Um, and in return for, um, three Instagram posts, an Instagram story, a TikTok video, a YouTube video, and your firstborn child in return, I'll give you this gifted product. That's worth $5. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say? I think it's a great deal. What do you say? And it's like, yeah, it's laughable, right? Well, I don't want to laugh, but I think um, it's just a little bit of like, if you only have the budget for a gifted product collaboration or commission only, then I think there is a level of influencer that you can expect to work with. And it, it wouldn't be Kylie Jenner. Yeah. 
So, and, and just to make sure everybody knows what gifted product is, that is a free product. And this, yes. this is a method that works, especially with the smaller oh, yeah. influencers that yes. you send them something free, man. They want to share that stuff. I've done that before. Like, Hey, let me send you this thing and you do an unboxing video for me. And like, it's yes. all awesome. But so what you're saying, Gracie, is that you're way too important now for gifted product promotions. And you're saying the biggest mistake people are making is they're trying to offer you something for free when you're the size of Kim Kardashian and Caitlyn. No, that's what Kim, I heard. I'm just saying, no. I'm just saying, that's how I interpreted the whole Kim, thing. Please no. Oh, it, it, that's how it came off. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. I'm, I'm just kidding. Everything I'm just I say. Kidding. No, I'm I think back everything. That is no, the last it, thing it, I want to <laughs> No, it's fine. No, no, and no. what you said does make sense is people are wasting their time. No, no, no. Listen, just hear me out. People are wasting their time sending all of these blanket messages before they actually understand the influencer size, the influencer's target, mm-hmm. maybe the target audience type, the type of products that they will and won't promote, right? So they're just like sending out all of these messages, you know, kind of like throwing, you know, pasta at the wall and seeing what sticks when you're yeah. saying that we should be more targeted. We should understand yeah what types of products this influencers promote in the past yep. or what type of content are they do or don't ask someone to do a YouTube video when they don't have a YouTube channel, right? Like that's that the, the immediate dismissal. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me too. Um, I think another thing that um, I can bring up for examples is like, yes, if if you're going to take anything from what I just said, no, I do not think I'm Kylie Jenner, da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> I'm not even close. I'm nobody, but my my point being is I think brands should take a little bit more time to do their research on the influencer and kind of, it, it doesn't mean like, oh, switch out the name and the niche and say like, oh, I find your content very engaging. And it's great. Let's work together. I mean, like see what kind of content they're already posting, see their niche, see their following size and see what would be reasonable for them to, you know, receive and, and uh, consider for collaboration. And how um, do you like being contacted? Do you like when someone instant message you on a social media platform? Do you like getting an email to your business email address that you've got sprinkled around? Like, how do you usually like to be communicated with? So I think probably preference would be email. I do have my email in my Instagram and TikTok bios. So that should be easily accessible for anybody who wants to email me. Um, or if not, I think Instagram DMs, I get a couple of brands there as well. And then, um, yeah, I I also don't hate when people message me on LinkedIn or Facebook. It's not my preferred method method, but I'm not going to be mad at it. I I know. I remember when I messaged you on Facebook, it took you a month (laughs) to respond. (gasps) I'm just kidding. It wasn't that It was only three and a half weeks. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody that's listening, that's not true. We actually met at an event in person. Yes, it's not true. She did not ghost me on Facebook for that one. All right. So so, moral of the story, people, um, do some homework. Understand that these are people behind the messages, behind the emails. And if they feel like you're sending them just spammy emails that Mm -hmm. are not personalized, you haven't done your homework, they're going to ignore you. Um, understand that people are going to prioritize their offers. So a bigger influencer, someone with a bigger following is going to ask for more. They might Mm -hmm. ask for cash up front or they might ask for a nicer deal. Whereas someone that's just getting started with a small audience will be happy promoting your product just for a free product, right? And unboxing. Mm -hmm. So understand that stuff. That's very well put. Thank you. So now I want to ask you like what's going on that's exciting for you in 2022. And just to preface that question, like, you've got exposure in all of it, right? You are actually now an A-list creator for Amazon. Mm -hmm. You're over a million followers on TikTok. You personally, in the past year, 
are responsible for millions of dollars of product sales, right? Yes. Millions of product sales directly attributed to your traffic. So I know you've got your finger on the pulse. You also understand our point of view, like us as sellers, like what we're looking for. So all that being said, going into 2022, what are you excited about that we should be excited about? Okay. Okay. So three things here. The first thing is I I hope with all my heart that Amazon Live and live streaming continues to kind of grow as an industry because it's boomed in China. And I think that with Amazon Live, they're really, really investing a lot of time and effort into it. And I really hope that that program continues to grow over time, over the next few years. Um, The second thing I'm excited about is I'm starting to see a bunch of just average normal people out there, the not Kylie Jenners starting to become influencers. And I hope that stigma of influencers being bad and like whatever goes away. Um, But it is exciting to know that, you know, people with just a couple thousand followers on Instagram can be monetizing and can be quote unquote influencers in this space. And I, I like that the Amazon affiliate program does make it pretty easy for those people to join and take advantage of the program. Um, and combining it with TikTok, more and more people are doing it. They're just doing casual Amazon hauls, Amazon unboxings. Look what I got on Amazon. And it is not only benefiting them, but it is benefiting brands in a huge way as well. Um, and so I think with that, what I'm excited about personally is bridging the gap between brand and creator, influencer, and helping like them partner together, work together for that mutually beneficial relationship that I've seen happen so many times. Um, They need brands, brands need influencers, and it's just, it it was a match made in heaven. And I think the lack of understanding of like, we don't understand how to work with them, reach out, negotiate how the process works. And um, even creators so many times are asking the question, how do I get, reach out to brands? How do you get brand deals? There's so much want on both sides. And what I'm excited about is maybe just helping the creators get there and helping the brands work together. I love it. It's exciting because it it's so in exciting. a world where like everybody's talking about, Oh, the latest hack and the way to black hat do this. And like, it just keeps coming back down to like good marketing. Like yeah. when yeah. someone has someone's ear and someone yeah. recommends something and yeah. it's a legitimate, authentic, organic, you know, referral, Mm-hmm. Um, people love it, right? Yeah. When people are, I'm, I'm gonna admit, I'm addicted to TikTok. It's oh, me too. And oh, then me too. <laughs> the algorithm is insane. Like it's the algorithm that figures out what you love. Yeah. My TikTok is full of uh, funny dogs, <gasps> construction equipment, oh, like wrecking, okay. and dad jokes. I, th- that's like basically all it is. But your TikTok for you page is literally who, not you specifically, but like who we are as a human. Like, well, that absolutely like, terrifies me. Then, yeah, <laughs> puppies, puppies, dad jokes, and uh, construction machinery getting it right. Awesome, that's so funny. No, it knows us so well. Gosh. So, I, and I'm, and my point was, I'm seeing like these people popping up that yeah. are literally just goofy, everyday, yes. normal people that are putting together content. I'm trying to, in fact, I wouldn't know how to do this. Of TikTok. Colin. What? Colin. There's a guy that I follow. Follow. I was going to see. And I think I, that's the magic of TikTok. No, people are kind of moving away from like the picture perfect Instagram world. You recognize this guy? 
The screen is really blurry. I may have come across his profile before. Colin, your mom. C-O-L-L-I-N-U-R-R-M-O-M. I like the name. So those of you that are listening, Colin, U-R-R-M-O-M. This oh, guy's hilarious. He's funny. He's, he, yeah, you've seen him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guy's not even promoting stuff. Like, he's not even monetizing this, but he's approaching 10 million viewers. Yeah. Or 10 million followers. Yeah. Some of his videos have like millions and millions and millions of views. And he's literally just sitting in his desk chair in his mom's basement making videos. Like it's he amazing. does Cameo. So that might be what. Oh, he's monetizing on Cameo. Yeah, that makes YouTube. sense. Yeah, and YouTube. And YouTube. Okay. So anyways, my yeah. point is like, I love that as this world continues to evolve, mm-hmm. it just keeps going back down to roots. Like just yeah. everyday people like this Colin guy, right? Yeah. Like those are the ones that are succeeding. And it's so cool. I love it. So I think that, uh, that in 2022, everybody that's listening, make this part of your method, make this part of your strategy, make sure you understand this, if nothing else, Mm -hmm. because it works. It's valuable. Um, if you have not had success trying it before, maybe you were screwing up, maybe you don't need to write off completely and you try it again. Right. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Gracie, before we wrap up that you'd like to tell this crazy world of e-commerce and sellers and entrepreneurs about the influencer world? I think um, my biggest advice is don't just write off influencer marketing. If you maybe dipped your toe in the pool and you weren't happy with it, or maybe you just thought it was too complicated, hard to do, didn't get the results you wanted, um, there are different ways to do it. There's different influencers to reach out to. There's a ton of different things you can try. And from what I've seen so far, it's worth your time. It'll make huge leaps and bounds for your brand. And um keyword ranking, traffic, sales, all of the good stuff that you need to sell on Amazon successfully. Um, influencer marketing is a piece of your marketing pie that will make you successful. So Amen. I also want to say um, that I I am happy to help brands. Like I, I am like willing to answer questions and like give advice and like, you know, outreach templates, whatever that may be. If you just have a question here and there, like I'm always and- happy to so how can people track you down? Yeah. So, um, I do have an email. So I have this email It forwards to my business email. It's contact at dealcheats.com. So if you just want to email me or, um, I guess. No, that'll work. Contact yeah, yeah. at dealcheats, D-E-A-L-C-H-E-A-T-S, right? Dot com. Yeah. Contact at dealcheats. Okay. Got it. Well, prepare for your inbox to explode now with 822 Amazon brands that are listening to uh, reach out to you. And I'm excited. Make sure all of you that are listening, make sure to email her with a list of what you want. Four Instagram posts, two Instagram reels, 17 YouTube videos, and a firstborn child. That's actually the type of messages she's more likely to respond to. So you have the ticket. You're welcome. Glad we can help you. (laughs) Thank you, Gracie, for being on. I know that um, I got to meet you in Austin chatting now, and I'm going to be seeing you uh next year early in an unreleased undisclosed secret um thing south of the border so to speak i will see you in mexico so i look forward to that and hope you have a great new year and i know that this uh this episode is being released right after the new year it gives us a little time to edit this but for all of you that are listening hope that you have a great new year hope that your holidays were awesome and ready to completely crush it in 2022 and maybe influencer marketing will be part of that thank you all for listening in Make sure to leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up or get us a subscribe. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.